Welcome to All Sides Weekend Chefs in the City. I'm your host, Ann Fisher, along with my co-host, Rich Terrapack Sr. He's a restaurant reviewer and WOSU restaurant blogger. You can see his work along with our other co-host, Steve Stover, uh, at WOSU.org slash chefs. Uh, it's called the most important meal of the day, breakfast, the time when you break the overnight fast and get those nutrients you need to get through the day. Central Ohio restaurants are whipping up delicious and creative dishes that go beyond the usual breakfast staples. One of those restaurants is the Mercury Diner, and Hayden Palmer is the head chef there. Welcome to the show, Hayden. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, Abed Al-Shahal is CEO of Alchemy Brands, which in November opened the Mercury Diner at the corner of Parsons and Livingston. Welcome to the show, Abed. Thank you guys for having me. So uh, we've heard a lot about the homemade English muffins there. Um, I don't know. Is that your thing, right? Yeah, that is my thing. Tell us about that. Um, well, when we started talking about opening a diner, that was the first thing I thought. It's like, we better do some house-made English muffins. Uh, you know, a lot of diners have English muffins, but it's the kind of store-bought packaged stuff. Um, so I thought this would really set us apart from a normal diner. It does. They're great. And and you perfected the recipe. Thank you. It's terrific. Are they, how are they better? They're better. Be, I like the consistency better. Uh, it, you know, it's it's not, you know, sometimes the store-bought ones look a little underbaked inside and, mm-hmm. and, and, and just are more difficult to to put something on like yeah. cream cheese and whatever. And, uh, and these have a, a texture that is throughout and, and, and it's, they're nice. They're not too big. They're, they're nicely browned. I, I, I recommend them all the time. Do you so, just serve oh, them wonderful. a la carte or do you have like dishes that you serve them with? Uh, we do both there. We, we serve them all a carte and you can get jam with them, butter. Um, and then they come on the classic breakfast, which is like, a you know, Bacon, eggs, potatoes, yeah. and then side of butter, and then our egg sandwich. I think that's like the best thing on the menu. Yeah, I agree. I get it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Why did you decide to do a breakfast kind of a dinery thing? Uh, you know, we were in the midst of COVID and uh, just really kind of rethinking what the future is. Everything within the restaurant industry collapsed, and we were sitting in a space that we had, which was the crest on Parsons, and we always knew that uh, that crest came about because my father was diagnosed with cancer, and we we wanted to go with something tried and true, but we knew it wasn't necessarily uh, something that we built from the ground up, and so when we were in the midst of COVID, we were like, what do people want leaving this? And it was just really thinking about comfort, bridging the gap between the older generation and the younger generation, and, and bridging the gap between the future, the future, and the nostalgia of the past, and we just wanted something comfortable and warm and inviting, and that's what we landed on. We take the nostalgia seats in the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> what are those? You know, it's. Uh, I think you were saying Gen Z and who? It's, it's just being able to create a space for everyone, like bridging the gap between, you know, the gener the. The young generation and the older generation. Like when you think of a diner, you think of a quintessential 1950s place with Mm -hmm. the chrome bar and um, the zippy service. Subway tile and (laughs) all that stuff. Yeah, so to create that in 2022, we didn't want to, um, we wanted to pay homage to the past, but we also didn't want to be something that we're not. And how do you distinguish that? what, What distinguishes that 
difference? I think a lot of care, a lot of thought. Um, we spend a lot of time on the ambience and the, the atmosphere of the space, pulling from different eras, the 1950s, the 70s, even going into postmodernism. And um, so we spend a lot of time on the design and the brand. But the most important thing in a diner is the food right. and the service. So um, it's kind of the space age themed place. And Hayden was just the perfect guy for that. Why Hayden? Why are you the perfect guy? Um, I love Star Wars. I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt right now. As if you walked into the Mos Eisley Cantina. <laughs> oh, okay, and all right. You could right, buy yeah. this shirt there, pretty much. Um, I told Abed that, and I was like, "My goal is to open a Star Wars restaurant. Like you walk in, it feels like you're in Star Wars. Not so much like there's stormtrooper figures everywhere, or, <laughs> right? Or Yoda action things like that. But it's like maybe Baby Yoda. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a Baby Yoda at home. Um, but I told him that, and he, I think he thought, you know, this is the guy. <laughs> Did you always like cooking breakfasts and diner type food? Oh yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I grew up going to like Bob Evans, yeah, uh, like once a week, and I have like some of my core memories are my grandpa cooking breakfast for me and my brother on like Sunday mornings, and he would do like um, silver dollar pancakes, those little tiny pancakes and eggs, fry up some ham. Call yeah, it a day. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was good stuff. Yeah, I always get hungry doing this show, but talking about breakfast, I was getting hungry just writing the promos for it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's just something about it. Hayden, yeah. Hayden one of the things that uh, distinguishes you from other diners are the home fries. Oh. Talk about the home fries. Okay. <laughs> we we get a lot of love from the home fries. Yeah. Um, so it's red potatoes. And a lot of I notice a lot of diners will kind of slice them up and griddle them on the flat top, and that's just about it. Mm-hmm. Um, this was actually a last minute decision. Like I think it was the day we opened, I decided to go for you know coat, cook them, boil them, and then coat them in cornstarch after they're cooled down. Right, uh, break them up a little bit. Yeah, the cornstarch, and then you fry them. Right, gives it like a, a crispiness. Sure. They're always going to come out crispy, and then it's I the cornstarch that does it. Yeah, yeah. the cornstarch has like a light crispy coating. Yeah. Once you fry, you take them out, and immediately when they're hot, you put them in a bowl and dust them with this special seasoning. Um, you know, me and Abed talked about how to kind of flavor blast stuff, and we were talking about Doritos and Cheetos that like seasoning the powdery delicious stuff stuff that gets in your fingers and so they're like yeah let's do that like the naughty stuff yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's just there's a little bit of everything in that seasoning i mean um it's like a vinegar powder yeah vinegar powder a little bit of onion powder smoked paprika vinegar powder it's like a malt vinegar powder right wow yeah Yeah, Yeah. so give it gives them a little tang they're not bland you know no not at all and we have frequent lunch um regulars that will sub out our regular f- fries. They don't want those anymore. They want the home fries. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like the biggest thing that Hayden brought to the table is taking the simplicity of the diner and just taking something as simple as the home fries and just taking it to a whole different level. And the English muffin, same. You know, it's these things that everybody's had since they were kids, whether you grew up in the 40s, 50s, or grew in 2000, but you've never had them this way. Mm-hmm. And that's... Just the passion for the simplicity 
right. I think is. I bet who's responsible for the Bloody Marys? That is our beverage director. His name is Colin Minnis. <laughs> All Hill Colin, yeah. Okay, yeah. so what's your agree about the Bloody Marys? Uh, well, they're, they're highly seasoned as well. Yeah. <laughs> they're really good. You, yeah. you have Spicy? to drink them slowly. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he throws a little bit of, it's called harissa paste. Uh-huh. It's like a, so that's his like spicy kick there. Wow. Yeah. I think that has everything bagel infused vodka as well. Yep, that's the other big part of it too. Wow. Oh, everything honey. bagel spice. There's so a vodka, there's a distillery up in northern Michigan that makes a, um, oh, what's the stuff? Horseradish. Mm. A horseradish vodka. Yeah. That's really good in Bloody Marys too. Everything bagel vodka. Yeah. Who makes that? Well, we, we just infuse you, the oh, vodka you do with it. everything okay. bagel spice. Yeah. <laughs> um, the old fashioned is infused in cinnamon toast crunch. Oh my yeah. gosh. So he got a little playful with it. Yeah. Now, one of the other things you initiated, I think, uh, because of the neighboring uh, facility known as Children's Hospital, which is right catty corner from the from the restaurant, uh, you you started you changed the hours a little bit, and you and you started, um, uh, I guess, indulging the folks from the third shift who wanted to come over and and, and get something to eat yeah. and drink. Yeah, yeah, that it's just really important for us whenever we take a space to not just bring our ideas there and open the doors, but really study the neighborhood, understand what the people want in the neighborhood. And where we're at, it's it's just a really eclectic mix. You have German Village, you have Marion Village, you have all these neighborhoods that you're surrounded by, and then you have this massive institution with children's. And we see a lot of nurses come in during lunchtime, but there's a lot of people who work third shift and just thinking about providing a service to them and providing a space for them to be able to have their happy hour, which they don't have. Yeah. And um, yeah, they got to sleep through a happy hour. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's really picked up. There's half off drinks and we'll just be bringing a lot more specials, but that that's why I was running a little late today. Like we had a, a pretty busy Friday, third shift happy hour. And <laughs> it's it's just, catching on. It's just hospital. the best atmosphere. It's these people who've you know, work 10, 12 hours. And they have a place to go, and they feel happy for that. Yeah, and just, yeah, exactly the joy that they have, and their jobs are pretty demanding. You know, when I first moved here 30-odd years ago now um, to Columbus, I didn't think of it as much of a as a, a much of a breakfast town, and I, I kind of grew up in a breakfast town, and so I, I don't know, it just never, I mean, it was like Bob Evans was about kind of it, Yeah. and now I feel like there's this, um, just this new day. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah we got a whole show we're going to talk about more, but I'm wondering what you guys were, you know, when you're not going to your own place, yeah. of course, uh, where do you like to go for breakfast? Um, I, I like to hit the Locks Bagel Shop. Yeah. I used to work there. Um, but sometimes I'm just craving um, a lox sandwich, and they do it the best in town for sure. Um, but other than that, I like to hop around different diners. Yeah. Yeah. Hangover Easy on your list? Hangover Easy. Yeah. I've been there a handful of times. Yeah. Pretty good. I, I usually go for like a biscuits and gravy kind yeah. of thing anywhere I go. It's it's built around college campuses. Essentially, they started yeah. off, at, I think, at OU. Oh, and, that is yeah, – it yeah. isn't just an a, yeah. a, around here. No, it's, uh, they've, got, uh, they've got one in Dayton, it's Cleveland. It's a great name. Oh, really? Yeah. I know uh, – <laughs> Two here. My favorite is yeah. uh, George's Beachwall Diner. It's just oh. like a neighborhood Clintonville spot. Lots of regulars. Yeah. Um, the servers are awesome. They're like eager to greet you, yeah. sit you down, and you can just watch. It's like you can sit at the bar and watch them cook. I love that. Yeah. What about you? 
I think the place that does um, the food the best is um, German Village Southside. They're called Skillet. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah. They they're amazing, and I've been going there for you know before I opened my first restaurant. Um, I really like Skillet, and I'm kind of like Hayden. Whenever I go to a new town, um, we 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 bounce around to a lot of different. Uh, Diners around Central Ohio. We went to the Nutcracker. That was a pretty interesting oh, that's, place. It's a fun place. Where's that? At? <laughs> it's out in Pataskala. I was gonna say I've yeah. seen it, but I can't picture. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. They just have these Nutcrackers all around. They have a little a thousand candy Nutcrackers. Shop. It's like a kid's dream. But yeah, right. When you take your kids there, they just want to touch everything. So it's like yeah. a parents' nightmare. Can, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right. They had a pretty good French fish fry, rather, uh, being for Lent and stuff, and you get as much as you can eat. So. Yeah, it feels like a, you're stepping into yeah. a so blast from the past. you're part of the Hoof-Hearted group? We are partnered with Hoof-Hearted. Okay. We, we run the um, brewery and kitchen in Italian Village. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that, okay, that, that, that makes sense. And it, it's interesting, A&R Creative is what you are. That That's, that's the, the restaurant company. group that me and my brother started. Yeah. And Alchemy Brands is like a side spinoff that's kind of... Um, grown into its own thing what i'm interested in how the pandemic affected you you talked about kind of what the role it played in creating mercury the mercury diner but what else i mean what did you lose what did you gain from all of that experience the size that we were like it was we were running nine different Mm -hmm. brick and mortars so it was like total collapse to ground zero and then it was a focus on which places are we going to put our energy into? And I think the biggest thing that I learned through the pandemic was just make sure that you have a, you're taking care of your people to the best of your ability and keep that strong squad of creatives and operators. Um, But I really learned that I just like simplicity, you know, not, no frills, don't overcomplicate things, just, stick to the basics and understand the Midwest because I think a lot of restaurateurs can go wrong when they go to Italy and they're like, I want to bring Italy to Columbus. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, we're in the Midwest. It's a, it's a whole different mindset here. So really kind of putting our, um, our foot forward in terms of what makes us passionate and what does this community want? That was a big focus. And I think it came up with a, a business model that works because you could staff it for eight or nine hours. <laughs> yeah, when, and I have three kids now, so that's yeah. that's the other thing. I that's don't want to be a big game changer, oh, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. So I was like a daytime business, and it's nice. Like our our staff is, even if it feels like a hard day, we're still cleaning up at three, four o'clock sure. and going home. So yeah, that's because we come in at one thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to do dinner? Are you going to expand it? You think or yeah, we've been exploring just really doing takeovers in the space, um, like having chefs take over or um yeah just it's a beautiful space yeah you know um that's probably one of our our biggest assets there we do a lot of private events okay we have some wedding rehearsals that's been a, a real thing uh i've seen i mean like avishar at la joya's i mean that's part of his business plan over there there it's just a daytime place otherwise yeah exactly it just gives people like you don't have to spend a bunch of money to run out a huge venue um, 
We're already staffed. The staff loves doing the events. Uh-huh. So we'll probably do a combination of private events and then public open events. Like, um, you know, Hayden and I have have talked about partnering with a um, a chef to do a dim sum takeover. That could be pretty cool. So yeah. just something that just keeps it fresh and, and rotating and it let, lets us flex our creative juices but not necessarily commit to a long-term. Yeah. One of, the, one of the great things about uh, Mercury is you've got a parking lot behind you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, really attractive to a number of people, particularly those who are somewhat challenged from German Village to find a spot that is not <laughs> you know, five blocks from the restaurant. Yeah, because a, they won't pay for uh, a valet yeah. is usually what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it's one of the few places in downtown that has just a wide open parking lot so you could just get in. That was that was a big thing that we talked about. Like, what makes a diner? It's the zippy service. Just, you know, get it lickety split. Just yeah. be in, be out, and that goes from the service to the access, and and that was really important to us. So, how uh, much? Um, and, and Hayden, we got to get going, but um, okay. Hayden, how much um do you actually change up the menu? How do you tweak it? Uh, at this point, really not at all. Uh, there's. Um, I want to. I think we made maybe f- five or six adjustments on menu items, mm-hmm. and then we called it there. Uh, like I switched the bread up on a couple sandwiches just mm-hmm. to make it better. But you know, I'm always open to making changes as long as it uh, makes a, a menu item better. Yeah. You know, and we're we're totally open to that kind of thing. Right. Yeah, we'll be rolling out specials here soon. But the biggest thing about the menu was making it old familiar like yeah. don't switch it up on the consumer right and, one thing i wish we had was um some lunch options that weren't sandwiches i think but that's kind of the thing we we decided like we have salads yeah but there's nothing like that you eat with like a fork and knife other than the salads okay i guess yeah. the patty melt you could it gets kind of yeah. saucy <laughs> on you <laughs> Well, I want to thank both of you for joining us today. Hayden Palmer, head chef of the Mercury Diner. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. And uh, Abed Al-Shahal is co-owner of the Mercury Diner and uh, one of the uh, owners of um, Alchemy uh, Brands. Yeah, Alchemy Brands. So uh, thanks for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys. We will be Fun back. You guys. Yeah, we will be back in just a minute. You're listening to All Sides Weekend, Chefs in the City. This is All Sides with Ann Fisher on 89.7 NPR News. This is Chip Brantley, co-host of the NPR podcast, White Lies. Before we found the man in Vancouver, before we sued the State Department, before we snuck into the graveyard of a federal penitentiary, all we had were the photographs. Photographs of a group of Cuban men standing on the roof of a prison in rural Alabama. That's this season on the NPR podcast, White Lies.
Welcome back to All Sides Weekend Chefs in the City. I'm your host, Ann Fisher, along with my co-hosts, restaurant reviewers and WOSU restaurant bloggers, Rich Terrapack Sr. Welcome back. Thank you, Ann. Good and to be back. Steve Stover. Welcome back. Hi, Ann. Uh, you can find the reviews and lots of recipes at WOSU.org slash chefs. We're call- talking about breakfast today, and we'd love to hear your ideas, listeners. Where's your favorite Breakfast haunt six one four two nine one. So what am I saying? Six one four two nine two eight five one three. How can I forget that? <laughs> or you could email us at allsides at wosu dot org. And uh, you know, I said earlier that I just didn't think Columbus was that great of a breakfast place. It was like you know Bob Evans, and you know I know it was their their home yeah, city. Yeah, but when I sat down to make the list, yeah, it goes on and on. And it goes it on and. And Remarkably, keep, I've been to almost every one of them. <laughs> and we keep remembering. <laughs> oh, my God. We are just so fortunate to have let's, so many. So let's go. Th- I mean, let's just. The list is These are. I, I made a list of my pick hits. Yeah. Locks Bagel Shop, which you, I think we went there one yeah, day. Yeah, we, we had did. That we went pastrami. for lunch. They make their own pastrami. I almost they had make a heart own, attack. It was so good. Their own locks. And it was yeah. named last year in 2021 uh, Food and Wines. Their list they of made top bagel places oh my gosh. in the country, and it is it is really special. But I haven't been there for a while. I think it's uh, yeah. I know. I'd like to, I'd like to go there. Um, I'm so hungry. I know. Oh, I get really hungry. If the everybody chef has, told us he, that's his favorite ba- bagel. That's place right. As well. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the Lax Bagel Shop in in Short North. The Fox in the Snow. They're all over the places now. now. Yeah, they do. The so, they're doing so well. They started off on North Fourth, and now they've got four stores. I right, think. Uh, and they're opening in Dublin. Yep, New Albany. Yep, German Village, too. Um, uh, they also have the their signature item being the souffle sandwich, but they also have great pastries. I took our grandson Henry there one time. He agreed. And he uh, actually, the two owners were there, and they had. A little baby in their arms at the same time. Pistachio Vera down in German Village, mm-hmm. the probably the best croissants in town, and mm-hmm. and uh, other quiche wonderful quiche. And, and uh, uh, North Star Cafe. Uh, you mentioned the ricotta pancakes. First Watch has good ricotta pancakes too, mm-hmm. with the yeah. lemon uh, curd uh, thing going on there. Um, skillet. We mentioned skillet in German Village. Stick to your ribs breakfast. What's the Michael Ruhlman story? Well. Years oh. ago, 2010, Michael Ruman, the great cookbook author, and, has 16 yeah. books together. Was talking about it and Anthony talking about Bourdain was his it big being, buddy. being a, he was with Bourdain and he was talking about Columbus being a vast wasteland. Oh, I know, it was a, a, a one good pizza, a Japanese restaurant, yep. Kahachi, and a bunch of strip centers. So Ruman and and Bourdain came to. To Columbus, mm-hmm. and, and they were also going to Indianapolis and Minneapolis. Well, we took them to 16 places in 22 hours. Oh, I remember. You've told that story before. Yeah. And uh, it was just amazing. And, and one of them was skillet. 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 Right. And they just went crazy, and we went to Therns and things like that. We just took our family to Cambridge Tea House, and uh-huh. I had forgotten what a really Lovely. good place they have. Mm-hmm. Superb scones, proper tea service, mm-hmm. a Lovely. civilized <laughs> breakfast, and a even white tablecloths and white tablecloths and scones, which and, didn't last long with tea the and scones. Stover offspring, <laughs> Tazi in the short north. What Still a there. success that's been! Just solid as a, as a rock, and and I love the huevos rancheros. I looked at the menu. They used to have really really good huevos rancheros, and they don't anymore. They don't anymore. Oh, but okay. they have Put some it other, back on the menu. Yeah, <laughs> they have the chorizo hash, mm-hmm. which which is good, and cauliflower hash, which was not, would not be on my 
hot list. I like cauliflower in just about anything now. Um, Catalina's, wow. The famous yeah. pancake balls. Yes, but oh, there's just so much. Yeah. So and, much. And I don't know why why that happened. I, I was trying to figure out, is there a demographic that... that, that how it just to? exploded. Yeah. Uh, you know, we exploded with all these really great... I don't know either, but I'm just glad. Because, you know, there's some places that have been around a long time. Like you mentioned the place in... Um, on the east side. On the, Bexley. Yeah, the grill and skillet. Yeah. Yeah. There's and the place. legends, as I put it, the Chef Onette since 1955, my dad's everyday breakfast spot. Okay. La Chatelaine, the of three course. locations. Yep. And Paul's Fifth Avenue. It's just known for its famous corned beef hash. Really? And yeah, he's the been there 60, beef. more than 60 years. Paul himself Paul is still. Himself. And that's one kitchen. of the ones that is open only now until oh, 2 o'clock. And Emmett's Cafe is a cute little made-from-scratch place that's down on South High Street. And then they just opened in the with Understory, understory in that bit. building. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. Now so I'm they're quality. open like yeah. early morning to 3 o'clock, and Understory is open. And lest we forget, uh, Joyous Cafe, mm-hmm. I just was <clears throat> sent a text to... Uh, uh, Avishar yesterday. Avishar Barilla, What a wonderful yeah. uh, Asian-influenced breakfast place. The breakfast sandwiches are unreal. Always, yeah, they are. And the breakfast in a box. not yeah. pad thai. Yeah, yeah the Sounds not pad like thai. I can still, that is really seared good. into my memory. I love that dish so much. Yeah. Um, and he's <laughs> opening a new place soon. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hidden treasures. Hidden treasures. Uh, people, place you don't think of. South of Lane, which is on the Mallway in Upper Arlington, great breakfasts, um, a bourbon pecan French toast being my favorite thing. Mm. And it's just, it's tucked, it's where I went to junior high school, and it's tucked into a corner uh, uh, on the side street that's really good. Cafe Elaine is a new treasure that my sister-in-law, Marty, told me about. Uh, it's, very, it's at a strip mall on Bethel Road. Yeah, I mean, you got to go with the strip mall places. I mean, they're, they're strip malls, but there have always been some hidden treasures in the strip yeah, malls the, around the town. Rents are yeah, the rents Yeah, they can afford, and they can afford to do business there. Afford to do business, this yeah. just, And there's so, parking. Some, some yeah. Russian, um, uh, Central European uh, t- uh, taste on the thing. And I haven't been to Brecky Shack, but I've heard good reports. It's in Grandview Yard. How does cinnamon streusel French toast sound? Oh, my gosh. Sounds pretty good. Sounds really wonderful. Also have sandwiches, you said? And uh, then there's some completely different places I wanted to talk about. Uh You just don't. So I talked about Joyous Cafe, which is Asian influence. Mm -hmm. It was just at Bonifacio. uh, And they have a thing called sea log, which is a garlic fried rice, egg, choice of protein. And then they have a little teeny little cup of soup and a little chocolate bite that's all part of this Filipino tradition breakfast yeah. tradition. Wow. Yeah, they Filipino have, they have, cuisine is a mix of just about I could eat rice for it. breakfast. I'm yeah. down with that. Yeah. yeah. Their, Absolutely. Their, their cuisine is a mix of just about everything. You know, it's it's got some... Chinese. Sp- Chinese, Spanish, Spanish. American. Uh, Cuco's Taqueria on mm. Henderson has fabulous uh, huevos rancheros. And margaritas. And margaritas, and margaritas for breakfast. <laughs> we forget. We're in the mood. And Hot Chicken Takeover has yeah. a hot chicken and waffle. Oh, and then okay. remember uh, Henry Butcher's Creole Kitchen yeah. uh, in the in the city uh, has shrimp Creole and grits, which is another breakfast style event. So yeah. we are blessed, people. We are right. Indeed. No exclu- excuses. It must go out to breakfast. Yeah.
Oh, uh, let's see. Um, Fred in Columbus, you're on the air. Hi, Fred. Hey, I thought Toledus had disappeared, but I found it like Wednesday, and it was like, oh, my goodness, it's still great. Have you guys been to Toledus lately? Where Not is recently. it? The one on Riverside? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's oh. it's it's um it's where the old Arlington Arms was for those of you who are as old as I am. <laughs> but it's uh, an area uh, north of south of 5th Avenue and north of uh of uh, Grandview Avenue. Okay. And it's in a big building and it's a little tiny place. But it is he's there. And what what uh what breakfast items do you like? Well, I just had the, uh, I hate to say breakfast, but it was uh, the taco uh, platter. And uh, my friends had the enchilada platter, and it was great. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Burritos, they're not just for lunch they're, anymore. It's all, I, I, breakfast, I used to work in a Mexican restaurant when I was going to school in Arizona, and I'd go in there in the morning to get the bar ready. I was a bartender, and but the, the ladies in the kitchen would make me, a breakfast burrito? Breakfast, well, huevos <laughs> rancheros. I yeah, mean, the real great, deal. Yeah. And, um, great dish. It, yeah, definitely uh, exploded my taste buds. Fred, thanks for that call. We have lines open. If you want to tell us what your favorite breakfast place is, give us a call, 614-292-8513, or email us at allsides at org. Um that's another one I was just thinking of that's really stick to your ribs breakfast is Starliner Diner. Yeah. yeah. Out in Hilliard and uh, some others that, and then DK Diner in Grandview is not only good for regular breakfast, but they are famous for their donuts. And we've got a couple of uh, hidden wonders in, in, on the east side as well. Uh, we've got the uh, Scotty's Cafe at 2980 East Broad, open only weekdays, always packed. Uh, so don't try to take the grandkids there on Saturday morning for birth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, and then we've also got Stav's, S-T-A-V apostrophe S. Mm -hmm. I just drove by and, there. And he, Stav is actually cooking right in front of you. Uh, Grandpa's in the back. Um, the, the postman comes in and has his regular place. The ladies at the dry cleaners next door do the same. You can sit there and read your paper for two oh. hours. It's oh. great. Oh, Wonderful. there's heaven. Another one I thought of, and speaking of grandchildren, is the uh, Jack and Benny's Barnstormer at Don Scott Field. <coughs> we That's take cool, the little yeah. guys, oh, yes. three, yeah. three little boys, oldest one seven, and we they we go and there's a terminal, and right. you can go up the elevator and watch the planes come up and down, and then you go over to yep. the diner, and it's same. It's from the Jack and Benny's group, but they have. Airplane shaped pancakes. Oh man, which are truly dreamy for the five and under set. We got some calls here. Uh, Ed in Baltimore, uh, go ahead. Hi, Ed. Hi, uh, I kind of uh, am more of the old school type of uh, diner. I like uh, the German Village Coffee House down yeah. on uh, Thurman, uh -huh. and also uh, we always like the Golden Diner, uh, the old donut shop down on Lockbourne at Lockbourne Road. Uh, they do a really good uh, breakfast and lunch dinner uh, service, too. Yum. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Ed. Really appreciate that. 614-292-8513. Um, and Adam in Granville, you're on the air. Hi, Adam. Hey, what's up? What's up, Mr. Terrapack? <laughs> hey, Adam. <laughs> what's up, y'all? Hey. Uh, um, 
Hey, uh, I was going to mention Stiles. You guys already mentioned that, but uh, since I'm in Granville now, I'm no longer on the east side, uh, got to give a shout-out to Aladdin's in Granville, and also, which is a great diner. Um, kind of, I think they're owned by the uh, German Village Coffee House folks. That's okay. another good place. That. Yeah, that's on the list. And then also, um, uh, I think it's called Big Apple over in Newark, which is pretty oh, great, wow. or, or an Apple Siege, something, something Apple, because there's like a a whole group over there it's on Church Street in uh, Newark. But yeah, okay. thanks, y'all. Oh Thank yeah, you, Thank, Adam. thanks, Adam. Thanks for thanks for calling. Six one four two nine two eight five one three zero eight. We got Harry in Pickerington. Hi, Harry. Yes, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm just wondering, uh, the last few months, I've never heard you guys mention Walters at the Menacor, who has absolutely fantastic breakfast. You're oh. absolutely right. Yeah. Good for you, because I had, I had it on my list, and I must have dropped it, because, yes, yeah, because Walter does a terrific job. Yeah. Thank you. For Ab- absolutely. He's, he's just really, and his prices in, in today's environment are, are quite reasonable, really. Yeah. What, what are you, some so of your favorite I- breakfast items? Well, <laughs> my heart screams. Uh, the hangover skillet. Oh. A hangover easy, you mean? No. No, it's called the hangover skillet. Okay, okay. It's got all kind of sausages in it, onions, uh, fried potatoes, um, a bacon and stuff. It's just... Uh, what could go wrong? <laughs> I see why you mentioned your heart. <laughs> my, my cardiologist doesn't recommend it. <laughs> I hope he's but not it's listening. It's delicious. Harry, and his th- pancakes are, are fantastic. Just his presentation of the majority of his food is just fantastic. Oh, this is in the old Manicor. Thank you for yeah, that. Thank yeah, thank you, Harry. Manicor building on South High Street. Yeah. 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 Still yeah. there. Thanks a lot, Harry. We're going to take a quick break, then we're going to get to some calls, and we're going to continue our conversation about breakfast because it's breakfast, and we must talk about it. 614-292-8513, or email us at allsides at WOSU.org. You're listening to All Sides Weekend Chefs in the City on 89.7 NPR News. This is Chip Brantley, co-host of the NPR podcast, White Lies. Before we found the man in Vancouver, before we sued the State Department, before we snuck into the graveyard of a federal penitentiary, all we had were the photographs. Photographs of a group of Cuban men standing on the roof of a prison in rural Alabama. That's this season on the NPR podcast, White Lies. Welcome back to All Sides Weekend Chefs in the City. I'm your host, Ann Fisher, along with my co-hosts, restaurant reviewers and WOSU restaurant bloggers, Rich Terrapack Sr. and Steve Stover. You can find all their reviews and lots of recipes at WOSU.org slash chefs. There are a lot of comings and goings in the restaurant industry these days. Uh, we want to hear from people. We've been talking about breakfast this hour. We still want to hear from folks. But, um, Steve, what's the news? Oh, News? Oh, okay. Well, before we finish, I I did was at, uh, lucky enough to get to Stories on High. Okay, which is the twenty eighth floor rooftop bar 
at the new Hilton above the Fire Restaurant, which is in Columbus Monthly's top uh, 10 new restaurants of the year. And uh, Mrs. Stover whisked me down there last night. <laughs> and uh, we the only time we could get in during the Arnold was at 4.15, so we called it happy hour. It is small plates, elevated, if you'll pardon the expression, yeah. since it's on the 28th floor. Japanese-influenced small plates. They had a really good Wagyu slider. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, two of them for like $9. The prices um, are pretty reasonable, yeah. both there and, and at uh, yeah. Fire. A Wagyu um, uh, skirt steak skewers. Nice little taste. Rock shrimp um, tempura, yakitori chicken skewers, and pastrami fried wontons that were oh really gosh. all interesting, all with little twists. Beautiful views, yeah. Um, a lot of protein for the Arnold. And it opens up in the summer. It's an open air in the summer. Yeah, there's two outdoor two patios. Okay. One looking north and east. It's almost panoramic, and another looking south and east. And then we lucky we're lucky enough to have a table. And Chef Sebastian was there, so uh, it's open. It's hard to get into. They said they're pretty well booked, but it's also fun to go and watch the sunset. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Let's take a couple calls. Uh, let's see, DJ in Columbus, you're on the air. Hi, DJ. Hi, how you doing? Good afternoon, everybody. Hello. Well, good morning. Good morning. I want to remember Nancy. So take a moment to remember Nancy oh, sure. for a yeah. second here. Yeah. You know, definitely that was a staple in Clintonville. I grew up, uh, you know, in Jack and Benny's uh, with the Buster Douglas meal. Yeah. Then, of course, the, the oh, uh, Buckeye Donut. Oh, my gosh. You know, just... <laughs> to me, those are staples of me. I grew up on that stuff going to Ohio State. But I want to mention something brand new to the city. Uh, a rapper named Two Chains owns a restaurant called Esco Tapas. Mm-hmm. It's oh. on 31 East Gay Street with the peach cobbler uh, 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 French toast. Oh, Ooh. my goodness. <laughs> Ooh, does that just oh, sound so my good? my goodness. <laughs> are they open for breakfast? Yes, it is amazing. And chicken and biscuit, chicken and gravy biscuits. Oh, wow. Oh, it my just goodness. opened. When we were it there, it opened. Was... They had to keep pushing the uh, opening back. There were some technical difficulties, but when they got open, the food has that southern feel and the plates are huge. Okay. I've been there every week since they opened. Oh, my gosh. Okay, it DJ. Is definitely. In the middle of the city, I love it's black owned, and it's it, it's it's a great place to live. I'm glad he chose Atlanta and Columbus, Ohio, to share that. Wow, wow, thank you, DJ. I appreciate you it. Yeah. Thank you, uh, DJ in Columbus. Thanks to you. Uh, I'm trying to let's see, um, Bill in Westerville. You're on the air. Hi, Bill. Yeah, hi. You know when when you mentioned diner, the first name that comes to my mind is Tommy's Diner. Mm-hmm. On West Broad, mm-hmm. and I can't believe nobody has mentioned that. I know. Oh, uh, we, we well, can't there's get them just all. so much. It's but, on the list. Yeah, I mean, d- duly noted, uh, Bill. What is your uh, favorite dish? Well, I think uh, you know. Uh, to me, if you don't have a good home fry, you know, I have to have home fries mm-hmm. for breakfast, and they do home fries the right way. You know, they they boil them ahead of time, let them cool, and then. Uh, fry them on the grill, and it kind of reminds me. In fact, somebody mentioned something about George's Diner. Yeah. Well, George worked for Tommy's Diner. Okay. That's where <laughs> that's where he learned uh, to cook breakfast. Okay. Have, have you been to Delaney's Diner in Westerville? I've been getting a lot of uh, yes, checks on I that. Yes, I have. Uh, 
you know, not quite as good as George's or Tommy's Diner. Kind of reminds me of, I'm an older guy, kind of reminds me of a place I used to go years ago called Stan's Restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. That, that was at Morrisville. Boy, I sure miss their breakfast. Yeah. Okay. Bill, thank you so much for uh, sharing your insights. Um, real quick, Lisa in Columbus, you're on the air. Hi, Lisa. Hi there. I also am uh, putting in my two cents worth for George's uh, B12 Diner. Um, but, you know, that's the old-fashioned, you know, big breakfast. Three hot cakes or French toast. Eggs. Uh, bacon, home fries, and toast. You cannot eat lunch. Barely get di- to dinner. You know you're just full all day. Uh, but I also go to what you had mentioned the newer folks on the block, which is Fox in the Snow and uh-huh. um, Emmett. Love, love, love Emmett. So uh, it's encouraging to try to keep the old uh, places going, but also encourage going to the new places. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. And I'm just going to grab, squeeze Phil in here from Columbus real quick. Uh, Phil, you're on the air. Hi. Good morning. Uh, I wanted to echo the people who talked about the German Village Coffee Shop. It's been there since the 30s. The current owners have been there for close to 20 years, and they do also own Aladdin's in uh, Granville. Oh, okay. uh, great little place, and the price is a third less than any place else you're going to go. Fox in the Snow is cat a corner <laughs> from them, and if you want to spend twenty hours for breakfast, you can go there, uh, or you can go to uh, the German Village Coffee Shop and spend eight. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. uh, bacon and eggs, uh, omelets, uh, good club sandwich, good, good coffee. Burger. Uh, people bitch about the coffee. It's just <laughs> ground. If you're a coffee aficionado, that's not the place to go. They have ground coffee from GFS or whatever it is. People like me who put cream and sugar in it, we don't mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the, the chef is right there, in, or the cook is right there in front of you. He'll put little faces on the pancakes for the kids. Uh, <laughs> they sweet. have a specialty pancake once a month. Uh, it's a great little place, and the people who own it had no, no experience in the restaurant business. <laughs> you never know. One of them had a finance degree, and the other one's an accountant. Well, they can keep their books uh, straight. The, yeah. the finance degree guy runs it. He's there, you know, as either the chef or the maitre d'. Oh. And it's a little five-person operation. Uh, very nice. Uh, okay. Walters uh, does a nice breakfast on the weekend. Uh, and uh, But it's way more than you can eat. Okay. They, it comes in skillets, and there's several different... And they're cast iron, ten inch cast iron skillets, just full. Okay. Uh, and I think Dempsey still does breakfast, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Well, uh, Phil, gosh, wow, you're Thanks. a font yeah. of information. Thank you so much. You know, people like their breakfast. You know, we've had busy well, pizza shows, but I think breakfast is kind of yeah. beating that out. Um, we've got a couple minutes, about a minute. 
or so. Steve. Oh, should pan, we pursue uh, news? Columbus Navigator's best pancakes, <clears throat> Catalina's, the original Pancake House, Grandview Coffee Shop, DK Diner, Beachwold Diner. A lot of these appeared before, and um, the Pancake House Family Diner and Delaney's were the picks. Buckeye Donuts, Schneider's Bakery for Donuts, Original Goody Shop in Tremont Center, Rush's Bakery on the east side. Really, what a wonderful uh, <laughs> treasure we have of all the really good stuff. I, when we started to make this list, it just kept growing and growing. And thanks to the callers who reminded us about uh, Jack and Benny's right. and Walter's and yep. George's Beachwell Diner. Right. <coughs> uh, we don't have time to get to all the callers, but I really appreciate everybody calling in. Uh, do you guys want to hear some news? Yeah. Breaking news. Breaking news. 14 years ago, just hours after I heard that I would no longer be the Metro columnist for the Columbus Dispatch, I received a phone call from a good friend, a former colleague from my statehouse days as a reporter. And the first words out of his mouth were, did you hear about Fred? He was referring to my predecessor, Fred Anderley, who that very same day had announced he would be retiring. You should apply for that job. I think you'd get it, my friend said. I wasn't so sure. But when the job was posted, I and about 170 other people tossed our proverbial hats into the ring to become the next talk show host for WOSU Public Media. And the rest, I guess, is history. After 30 years in newspapers, I joined WOSU Public Media in August 2009, and I went on the air as executive producer and host of All Sides with Ann Fisher a month later. And today I'm on the air to share that I will be ending my career in daily journalism and leaving WOSU at the end of May. Oh. Uh, I'd lived the dream I'd had since I was in third grade, that is to be a newspaper journalist for most of my career, and then I was privileged to also live a dream I didn't know I had, and that has been to speak with you over the air about the great stories, the important issues, and many of the amazing people of the day for nearly 14 years. Yeah, I got my share of hate mail. That went on for a while. You know, replacing a legend who had ruled the airwaves for 20 years was always going to be a challenge. Thanks for sticking with me, listeners, while I worked through the kinks of straddling two very different mediums. I want to thank you for your attention. I look forward to three more months together. The time will fly, but the memories of this job the interviews, the brilliant people with whom I've worked, and most of all, the wonderful listeners, and I'm talking to you, will always be with me. So thanks for your attention. Wow. Thank you, Ann. What a, what a thrill. I'm glad we've got three more months. But we've got three are, more months. People are going to take this hard because you are WOSU for all yeah. people. Uh, you've done such a great job. And... <laughs> What a legacy. And an incredible job to do this as often as you do for two hours. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> but I guess you had fun. I did. Yeah. I, I still am. I'm still having fun. There's nothing bad. Uh, no, I feel like I'm at the top of my game. There's nothing, nothing bad here. It's yeah. just. Well, good for you. Yeah. Time what to, do you want to do when you grow up? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to find out because I've always done exactly what I wanted to do, which was journalism. I've been so wow. lucky and privileged and to have this show, 
is been it's been absolutely amazing. Um, no question about it. It's 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 hard to give it up, but it's a good time to give it up. I feel good. So and um, you know when you're ready. Yeah, yeah. you just kind of know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I uh, asked somebody who was retiring years ago when I first started here, actually, and she was a housekeeper at the Fawcett Center, and I asked her, "What do you look forward to most when you retire?" And she said waking up in the morning and being listening to the rain and knowing I don't have to get out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> How true is that? <laughs> and, you know, daily journalism, and particularly this job, you know, live radio, is mm. it's a taskmaster. Yeah. So um, It was kind of kismet that Fred retired that very so day. Weird. It's always been, to me, an incredible story because yeah. my friend is uh, that called me that night was um, is um, uh, uh, Bill Cohen, who I worked okay. with as a public I wondered radio who it reporter. Was. And I worked with him for years um, when he worked for public radio sure. uh, at the State House. At the State House. Yeah. And so when he said, Actually, Did you hear what happened with Fred or did you hear about Fred? I thought Fred had been in an auto accident yeah. or something and yeah. it gave me, you know, you know, sent shivers down my spine. But it was just as shocking to hear that Fred was going to retire back then, 14 years ago, almost to the day was it the announcement. So. Um, Anywho, uh, what a great we, ride, we, though, you've be. had. Yeah, it's be. been great. We've got three more months to have fun. And yeah. uh, you guys, I'll see you next month, uh, if not sooner. We'll see you next month in the studio. Um, thanks so much for everything. It's been a delight spending these last several years uh, talking food with you guys, too. And thank so, you for pleasure. giving Boy, us so the much. opportunity to yeah. hang out. It's been a super blast, and I love our uh, field trips, too. Uh, <laughs> that is Rich Tirapak <laughs> Sr. and Steve Stover. They're cooking teachers, WSU restaurant reviewers, and food bloggers, and my co-host uh, once a month on our All Sides Weekend Chefs in the City. Uh, once again, thanks to everybody. Thanks to for, to my listeners. And uh, keep listening. We're still going to be here. Don't go away. This is All Sides with Ann Fisher on 89.7 NPR News.